Got Grace, Got Now community, how are you guys doing? So today, um, I'm pretty freaking excited about this um, this podcast. Um, today's podcast, I want to share with you guys like um, how to purposely manifest how to purposely manifest money, but more importantly, um, how to do it doing doing what it is that you love. I think one of the things that the coronavirus has taught us is um, it's, it's question our thinking or it's, it's challenging the way that we would normally think. So there's a lot of things that we thought were essential, and the coronavirus is like, no, those things are not essential at all. So um, it used to be like sports was essential, basketball, football, those things are essential. And then coronavirus is like, no, it's not essential at all. Entertainment is not essential at all. Going out and eating inside of a restaurant is not essential at all. Um, but one of the big things that millions of people have found out is that having a job is not essential at all. Having an income is essential. So if you are, um, if you worked during coronavirus and then the company that you're working for has laid you off or you're not working, or you're not making as much money, then it's like, man, how am I going to get this cash flow? How am I going to get money coming in every single day, or every week, or every two weeks, or every month? And for a lot of times, for a lot of people, millions of people, not having that, that is very, very, very frustrated because, frustrate, frustrating, my bad, because if, uh, if the only thing that you've ever done is work for someone else, to now be in this position to where you're at home and even the thought of uh, starting your own business or something like that is a lot. So what I wanted to share with you guys was um, a story in the Bible and how that parallels to having your own business and starting your own business. The first question that I would ask you guys is when the children of Israel were in um, were being taken from the wilderness into the promised land. The question that I would ask you is what was the what was the thing that they were going to get in the promised land that they did not have in the wilderness? So what? So uh, of course the Bible says that the the promised land was a land flowing with milk and honey, right? Um, like literally. And and there were like where the Bible talks about how big the grapes were and how and the food and the fruit and all these types of things. But what I want you to do is, or what I want to do is, just take you on a little journey uh, from what they went through, and then show you um, how that parallels in your own life and what it is that you're doing now, how it is that you're doing it now, and how to take the thing that you're passionate about doing, how to take your passion how to take your purpose, and how to turn that into a business where you are affecting millions of people in the world. Um, you're sharing your knowledge. You're sharing your expertise. You're leaving a mark on the world and not just going to work every single day working for someone else. So think about it this way. Um, so the children of Israel, they're, they're slaves, and, um, and, and Pharaoh is the king. Right, and then God raises up Moses and tells Moses, and I'm I'm paraphrasing, but God tells Moses like, "Yo, um, go tell Pharaoh to let my people go." 
And then God tells Moses, like, when you go to Pharaoh, I am going to harden Pharaoh's heart. So it's crazy is God tells Moses to go tell Pharaoh to let his people go, but God knows that Pharaoh is not going to let them go because God himself says, I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart. Now, side note, my belief is the reason why God did that was to prepare Moses for what he was going to have to go through. So anyway, um, Moses goes to Pharaoh. He says, hey, uh, God says, let his people go. And, and Pharaoh's like, nah, buddy, I'm good. Like, I need some slaves. I need somebody to work on this stuff, but I appreciate you hanging out. So then Moses goes back to God and says, hey, uh, I went to Pharaoh. Um, surprise, surprise. He said that he's not going to let them go. And, um, and, like, what do you want me to do now? And then God is like, listen, go to Pharaoh. Tell him, let my people go. If not, there's going to be this plague. And then God sent this plague, and one of the plagues was frogs and uh, locusts and um, and and all these different plagues, and and Moses goes back to Pharaoh, back and forth between this conversation with God and telling Pharaoh that God said let his people go, um, and I think like seven times. On the seventh time, the plagues are so bad, uh, the the land overflowing with frogs and locusts and uh, rivers turning into blood and all this kind, the cattle dying. So after all this stuff, Pharaoh's like, yo, my dude. Take these people, like, yo, get them out of here, right? So then Moses is like, good. So then all the people decide to um, uh, follow Moses, and then they're following Moses. And then after Moses, after, I'm sorry, after Pharaoh sees that all these people are gone, he's like, oh, shoot, my economy. Like, now what am I going to do if I don't have all these people to work? So then he changes his mind. And now he's like, okay, I'm going to chase down Moses. I'm going to chase down the um, the children of Israel, and uh, and I'm going to kill them. And he's going, and he's chasing them. And then, of course, Moses gets to the Red Sea, and then Moses parts the Red Sea, and all the children of Israel walk over to the wilderness. Now, what's crazy, and I'll ask you this for some of you Bible people, how long were the people of Israel, were the children of Israel in the wilderness? I'll give you a couple of seconds to figure that out. How long did they stay in the wilderness? For those of you that said 40 years, you're absolutely right. <coughs> the children of Israel stayed in the wilderness for 40 years. Now, how long did they have to stay in the wilderness? How long were they supposed to be in the wilderness? How about seven days? So, Ken, what does that have to do with having a job and being an entrepreneur and changing the world? This is what it is. Look at the phases of the children of Israel. They went from bondage, working for someone for basically free. Then they go to the wilderness where God provides for them in the wilderness. So, they want it every single day. God says, okay, listen, I'm going to give you manna. The only rule was that you can't take the manna to the next day. So it's basically equivalent to bread, bread from heaven. So I'm going to give you bread. The only rule is that you can't save the bread to the next day. Then they complained about the uh, bread. So God said, okay, I'm going to give you water, and I'm, I'm going to give you water. Uh, then they was like, man, this bread and water thing, like, 
Um, I know, you know, communion is good, but we can't keep eating bread and water. And then they complained to God, and God gave them quail. And then the Bible said they had so much quail it was coming out of their nose. It was almost like uh, I, I remember growing up where sometimes in the black household you would eat so much chicken. It was fried chicken, baked chicken, grilled chicken, um, uh, chicken and dumplings, uh, chicken and waffles. It was just chicken, chicken, chicken. You got so much chicken, it's coming out your nose. Well, they had so much quail, it was coming out of their nose. So they're in the wilderness, and they're all this time in the wilderness, they're complaining and they're complaining and they're complaining for 40 years in the wilderness when they should have been there for seven years. So they went from being a slave and working for somebody for damn near free to this place where God was providing for them on a consistent basis everything that they needed, God provided, and then they went to the promised land. And in the promised land... Man, this is good. In the promised land, they were able to, um, the thing that they were able to get in the promised land was amazing. Let's go back to the wilderness just for a second. If you think about the wilderness, when they're in the wilderness, they don't need, they don't need money for food. They don't need money for uh, drinks because God is providing them that every single day. Like every single day, they're like, okay. Every single day we wake up, we're going to have food, we're going to have drinks, we're going to have chicken, or we're going to have quail. Like, so every single day. So there's not really this need to work because God is providing, God is providing for you all the time. And when, when, whenever you think about going from um, this relationship, if you think about the relationship that a lot of us have with God, okay, let me, before I go there, let me take you here. Let me take you to the promised land. So then, in the promised land, so they're in the wilderness, and now they're going to the promised land. In the promised land, the gift, the thing that they have in the promised land that they did not have in the wilderness is that they had the ability to own their own business and to have their own business. So keep in mind, the promised land was already filled with all of these people that was already prosperous. When the children of Israel went over to the promised land, they ended up taking over this area and these people's area and lives or whatever, whatever, that they had already had. So imagine, like, let's say, for example, it was um, the promised land was Orlando, and Disney World was there, and you had restaurants there and all this kind of stuff, and then you have this group of people that end up taking over Orlando and killing everybody in Orlando and taking over that land. Well, Disney World's already there. So it's like, man, we can just, now that we own Orlando, we could just take over Disney World. We can, we can have people work there, whatever, whatever. So in the promised land, you now have this ability to own your own business. Matter of fact, there's a verse in the Bible where um, it says that um, that he was going to promise them, oh, man, it's a really good verse in Deuteronomy where basically, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, where he tells them, like, you're going to go to the promised land where you're going to have wealth and you're going to have, you know, all of these promises as I promised your forefathers. And But, again, that's the point, right? In the promised land, the promised land was the ability to have your own business. And if you think about wealth right now, you think about anybody that has wealth, every single person that has wealth 
has one thing in common. They all have their own business, every single one of them. So whether it's um, Bill Gates or um, Michael Jordan, so Michael Jordan got rich from playing basketball. He got wealthy from having his own business, the Jordan brand. Um, um, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods got rich from golf. He got wealthy from having his own brand. So you, oops. So you have. Um, so wealth is the common denominator, and 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 or you or uh, even let's go a little bit further. Beyonce. Where did her wealth come from? Her her riches came from from um, being a singer. Her wealth came from her own business, her own brand. Jay Z. He has this um, line in one of his songs where he says, "I'm not a businessman. I'm a business." Man, hopefully you caught that, right? I'm not a businessman. I'm a I am a businessman. So so for you, for those of you that want to be wealth, that want to be wealthy, your promise is going to be in entrepreneurship. Your promise is going to be in the thing that you have that you want to give back to the world. That's where your platform is going to come from, and that's where your wealth is going to come from. And if you think of anybody across the world, everybody is wealthy off of one thing. They own their own business. Now, you can also get wealthy from, for those of you that say, well, what about stocks? Well, you can also get wealthy from somebody else's business. So I can have stocks in Starbucks. And I can, if I if I bought stocks at a very low price, then I can end up having a lot of money and being wealthy by buying stocks in Starbucks. But if I am doing that again, now my my platform is in stocks, and I am I am gathering wealth by my company is gathering wealth by stocks. But it's still the same exact thing. I still own my own business. So maybe my stock brokerage is Morgan & Morgan or whatever. But everybody, if you look at that, children of Israel, they went from being slaves to basically God giving everything to them uh, in the wilderness. And then, um, and then in the, and once they got to the promised land, they were able to have uh, their own business and start their own business. Now, a lot of times I talk to Christians and um, and I talk to Christians, and a lot of times they don't want to leave the wilderness. And I get very frustrated with Christians that don't want to leave the wilderness. Keep in mind, the wilderness is this place where God is doing everything for you. And we've all been there, right? And we've we've all been there. It's it's, it's just like, man, like um, I needed I needed rent. I didn't know how I was going to get it, and and God provided. Um, in my wilderness, I had this job, and I was at this job for this year, for this many years. God provided. Like there, were, it wasn't when the children of Israel were in the wilderness. They didn't have to pray and ask God for anything. They didn't have to pray and ask God uh, to provide manna or quail or water. God provided. He was doing things for them. The same exact way with your kids. If you have children, like. You're doing for them. You're paying the rent. You're you're paying the bills. They don't have to, like, anything that they ask for is just the extra stuff. And even the extra stuff that they ask for, you're giving them that stuff. You're giving them the gifts. You're giving them the clothes. 
Oh, you want some Jordans? You want this? You want that? So God is providing. But when the children of Israel left from the wilderness to then go into the promised land, it was no longer God providing. God then gave them the tools for them to provide. God gave them the tools for them to provide. And when you think about the life that we live now as believers and being able to purposely manifest what it is that you want in life, you have to ask yourself first, where are you on your trip to the promised land? There's, If you Google this, if uh, Google cash flow quadrant, if you Google the cash flow quadrant, the, there's four quadrants, and they go in this order. You go from being an employee and trading time for money, which is the worst way that you can make money, then being self-employed, and the cash flow the, the cash flow quadrant is taking you to wealth. is a is a step by step trip to wealth to wealth, and you can absolutely see this with the children of Israel, and you can see this in your own life. So the first block is you being um, you work you having a job, so you're trading time for money. The worst way to actually make money in the world is to trade time for money. The second way is you're self-employed. So you're no longer trading time for money. You're self-employed. You basically work for yourself. You don't have anyone working for you. So let's say, for example, I'm doing braids and uh, or I do hair. I'm doing hair, and now I am self-employed. Um, I went from working at a salon where they, where they were employing me working at a job where I was getting a check at a salon to now um, I work for myself, I'm self-employed, I go and do advertising, you guys get the point. Um, Then you go from being self-employed to being a business owner. Now I'm not working for a salon and getting paid a check. I'm working for, and I went from working for a salon to getting paid a check, then I went to um, working for myself, to where now I got my own clients coming in. I don't got to share any of my money. If I charge $150, I get to keep all of it. Now I've decided to be a business owner, and I buy a salon, and I got three, four, five different stylists that are actually working for me, right? So now I've gone from – so here's the the quadrant of wealth. I go from being an employee to being self-employed to being a business owner. Um, Now the next step is wealth. The next step is making your money make money for you. So whenever you can now be an investor to where you got $1,000, $10,000, a million dollars, $10 million, and your money is work is making money for you, that's the ultimate. That's the place that you want to get to, to where now you're an investor and you are now wealthy. You are now, you have this, you definitely have this financial freedom. You have this passive income. Now, you can get and you can create a passive income from being self-employed, and you can create a passive income from being from um, being a business owner, but the place that you ultimately want to get to is being wealthy, and you want to be able to purposely manifest that. So for those of you that say, man, I got this promise of prosperity. God has given me this promise of prosperity. He's given me this this promise of abundance. Where is it? Where is my prosperity? Where is my abundance? 
you can find your prosperity, you can find your abundance in being first being uh, self-employed, then being a business owner, um, but it, most importantly, just being an entrepreneur. And being an entrepreneur is very, very, very simple. It's just the thing that you love to do, the thing that you love to do, how do you give that back to the world? And I truly believe that the gift that God has given every single Christian, every single one of us, every single one of us, I think about, I think about my mother, I think about my brother, my sister, my nieces, my nephews. So my niece, I have a couple of nieces that are nurses. They could very, very, very easily teach classes to other nurses. There, there's, there's other nurses that need other things, and they could be entrepreneurs. They could be entrepreneurs in that field, right? So it's not always I'm going to leave the area that I'm in right now and go to something else. There could be something that you're doing right now that the people in that particular um, industry need something, and you can be an entrepreneur in that particular industry. I, I know my mother for a time, she would go, and um, and there would be people that would, if someone uh, passed away, they would give away, the family would give away the furniture because they didn't want to have the furniture. So then my mother would go in, but they didn't want to move the furniture. So my mother would go in, she would hire people to go in, get a truck, move the furniture, and then resell the furniture, right? Sort of like, uh, almost like Goodwill does with, with clothes. Goodwill says, hey, come give us these clothes. We'll give you a tax write-off, and then Goodwill sells the clothes, and they're able to have this business. So the thing that I would get you to start thinking about is when it comes to your, when it first, where are you right now in the in the quadrant? Are you a bit, are you working for someone? Are you trading time for money? Um, are you self-employed? Are you a business owner, or are you an investor? So figure that out, um, and then look at your relationship with God and look at that spiritually because the same exact way that it worked with the children of Israel practically, it works with us spiritually. There is a time in your life when you do not need, um, there's a time in your life when you do not need, there's a time in your life when you do not need, um, where God will do for you. I just passed the cop and I'm driving. My bad. So there's a time in your life where God is giving for you. He's just providing, 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 providing. Every day he's providing. I know God is good. God going to provide. God going to provide. That is you in the wilderness. God's desire for you is to come, just like the children of Israel, is to come out of the wilderness and go into your promised land. Go into your promised land where you have the promises that you have the abundant life that uh, what, that Christ promised us and that Christ gave us whenever he came here. So uh, hopefully today's episode worked. Um, hopefully you got something out of it. I'm going to be doing a lot more uh, podcasts on how to manifest money and how, how to purposely manifest money or how to intentionally manifest money and then also um, in reference to businesses because I love being able to talk to people and coach people. One of the best coaching programs uh, that we have right now is in reference to coaching businesses and coaching people on first finding out what it is that they want and how, how they want it 
and then uh, showing them like this will be the biz- this will be a great business for you. This will be a great business idea. You'll be able to do what it is that you love. So if you do not if you want if you do not have a business right now and you want coaching in reference to knowing what it is that you should do, how it is that you should do it, and what business can you use your expertise in to where you can go from being uh, employed to being self-employed, or if you need help taking your self-employment business, let's say, for example, you're a hairstylist, you're a barber, or anything to where you're self-employed and you now want to expand that and you want to become a business owner and you want people working for you and you want to expand that, we have an amazing coaching program that we take people through where we take you step by step by step, helping you realize what your passion is, what your purpose is, what your destiny is, and how to expand your business um, and get customers on demand to where you literally have customers knocking down your door asking you for your service and your business. So if you're interested in that, shoot us an email, um, and we'll be more than happy to talk to you about that. The email address for those of you that may be interested is um, mrkennethmorgan at gmail.com, mrkennethmorgan at gmail.com. Thank you a lot.